show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. And, of course, my uh, good friend, uh, Willie Gibson, is with me from the OHIO. And, Willie, I'm going to first tell him what matters to me. And what matters to me is kickers. Really, man? Kickers. I'm going to say the kickers matter to me because it, it's, it's just hilarious. It's just hilarious to, to, to watch a, cooker, a kicker participate in sports, particularly in football. And it's, it's even more uh, hilarious and, and funny when they have uh, they make a bloopers, an all-time bloopers. So I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, what's going on, Willie? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Getting better. How about you, right? Oh, uh, I can't complain, man. Uh, still, you know, the weather is is decent. You know, it's cold. As a matter of fact, you know, I I can wear a, a jacket. You know, nowadays. What's what's cold? What's decent? Well, you know, uh, I guess if I if I got to call out a temperature, I got to call out uh, seventy two right now. You know, that's cold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got you let know. Me, I have. Let me call out a temperature. It's thirty nine. Right now, okay, that's freezing. No, yeah. I, I think we really officially thirty two is freezing, but but that's close to. But 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 I I can feel you, man. You know, I, it's interesting. This weekend, a lady saw me, and I had my Ohio State, you know, my beanie on, my hat pulled down over my ears. You know, I had on a little vest, you know, a little down vest. I had on some jeans, you know, and I I went to the movie, so I was waiting on the wife to come. I was sitting outside; she was coming in. And uh, the lady looked at me. She said, uh, you look like it's cold. And I looked at her. She had some shorts on. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to. She, she was an older lady, older than me, maybe even. So she obviously looked like, to me, uh, a snowbird. You know, the snowbirds, are, it's obvious when you see the snowbirds there because they are the older people who have shorts on, you know, when it's, 69 70 degrees you know because see mm-hmm. for the people who live here you know you're talking about you know when it's 70 as opposed to when it is you know 110 that's 40 degree temperature difference so that's like you know being at home where it's 80 you know and and it drops down to to, to 40 or eight when it's 80 it drops down to 32 you know, it's freezing. So, so you know, b- believe me, when it goes from 100 down to 50, 50 don't feel like it's freezing, but 50 feel like it's cold. So uh, mm-hmm. the lady obviously was a snowbird who comes from someplace else in the wintertime where 50 degrees to her is like 80. So she, she feels good about it. But, you know, I just really wanted to support my Ohio State hat. That's really what the deal was. So. Okay, I thought I, I throw that in there a little bit, man. But uh, you know, man, it, it, Willie, I said what what matters to me, man, is is, is is kickers. And I just, you know, I'm just one of them guys that I just I make fun of kickers because I, I'm I'm telling you, you you can't get a better job. I mean, they don't have a job in the NBA where you just shoot free throws, as an example. Right. You know, they they don't have uh, you know in hockey they don't have a person that comes in you know to go one-on-one with the goalie, you know, because there's some type of penalty. You know, they, they don't have the – but we have a person that just comes in from the sideline with one job just to kick a field goal, kick the ball through the uprights. Right. And, and they, they, they have problems with that. I, I really I – really, for the life of me, I, don't under, I do not think it's easy. They make it – maybe they make it look easy. I've never – of all the things I've done in football, and I think I've played every position – well, let's say I played on the line. I didn't play guard, center, and tackle, but I was a tight end at one point in time, so I blocked. You know, I played in the backfield, a running back, a fullback, a quarterback. I played receiver on the defensive side. I played outside linebacker. I played in the secondary, you know. So I kind of know what it's like to do everything, except I never attempted to kick. Never. Never did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, man, you know. I mean, of all the people out there, you know, I, maybe I should be happy that, of course, that the, the Steelers lost. But but it's more hilarious to me of how they lost as opposed to they, the fact that they lost. And then you got Chucky, man. You know, really, what's going on, Chucky? Really? I mean, can you can you actually justify taking a victory lap to the black hole 
and dabbing it up with everybody in the black hole because the, what the kicker did at the end of the game? Did you see that? Did you see that by chance, Willie? Well, no, you know, I was I was in Cleveland with the Browns, so I didn't see a lot. But what I will say is this, as far as uh, John Gruden, and I, I said it. I said it the day he was uh, announced as head coach, and I'll say it again. This reeks of Phil Jackson with the Knicks, and I've seen nothing that tells me otherwise. I mean, he's traded his top two players, both one on offense, one on defense. The GM finally saw the writing on the wall. They got him out of there yesterday. So now he has full control of the franchise, which is what he wanted. And now we'll see the truly, I mean, this guy, I don't know. You, you mentioned the, 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 the victory lap around um, the stadium after the win. But <clears throat> this is a guy that, as a, as, a, uh, as a commentator, when he was doing the draft, thought Nathan Peterman was the number one quarterback in that draft. And we know what Nathan Peterman did in Buffalo, and now he's out the league. So, um, I, I don't know. John Gruden, I think he, I think the, the longer he was away, the lore got stronger and stronger. People remember what he did, and now that he's here, it's like, I don't, I don't know. The, he clearly, and, and I know it's year one of a 10-year deal, but I, I haven't seen anything to be impressed about yet. Well, you know, what's another thing that's really interesting about Chucky is the fact that he won a Super Bowl, but this is going to be a much more difficult challenge for him than the one before because he inherited a team before. This time around, he has to build that team. Mm-hmm. And he has, and then building a team, building a team isn't easy. You know, a lot of people say build through the draft, and building the, through the draft isn't easy because you know what you see in college does not necessarily translate to what will happen in pro football. That I don't know why, but it doesn't. It for some reason or another, that's where the line is probably more clearly defined than any place else. Normally, if, if a kid you know has been doing good. When he's been playing in junior high, when he gets to his freshman year in high school, he continues to excel. A kid who excelled in in high school, you know, when he goes to college, he continues to excel. But but the reality is that when you hit the pros, and and I think I know from my own experience what the difference is, is because at each one of those levels that you're playing ball prior to getting to pro football, Mm -hmm. you are the exception on the team. Whereas when it gets to the professional level, you are the norm. You're not the exception. There, there are a couple exceptional players that are there, but your, your abilities match up to those people on your left and your right and those that are on the other side of the ball to you. you you're, you're not like head and shoulders above everybody else. At, a high, at junior high, at Pop Warner when you first play, you can do score four touchdowns in the game. Man, he's yeah, he much better than everybody else. You know, when you get to high school, junior high school, same thing. High school, same thing. College, okay, it starts getting a little bit tougher, you know, particularly if you go to, you know, you, you're at Alabama, at Alabama, Ohio State. You know, those are two teams that have been consistent. Clemson's been consistently good, good ball players. They, they got multiple, they got sometimes double-digit people going in one singular draft. Mm-hmm. That happens in those programs I just mentioned. You know, at high school, you can go back, you can look at Pop Warner, you can look at, okay, he was good, but it's only one dude from the city or five dudes from the city and, in the, in, in, you know, in the existence of the city that went to pro, pro football. You know, it, you know, you go to, you know, high school, okay, oh, man, maybe we got uh, one dude from our high school that played pro ball. When you, I'm talking about going around the whole country. You know, one dude from high school in this city, you know, played pro football. Two dudes from this high school played pro football. Then you get to college, you know, co- some college and universities like those I mentioned, the Ohio State University, Alabama, Clemson. Okay, got, you know, five, ten guys every year getting drafted. You know, don't, don't even talk about free agent. Five or ten guys, each class getting drafted. So it's, it's a little different. Then when you get to the pros, of course, now everybody there, you know, of course you got – Maybe, you know, seven guys got drafted that year, but everybody else on the team, maybe they all got drafted. Maybe a couple guys who made the team as free agents. And so, so Chucky now has to build the team like that. And, you know, the lottery is sometimes it's, you know, it's like Russian roulette. You know, you spin the wheel, sh- hope there's no bullet in this time because I, I don't want to miss and sh- this blows up on me. But ev- everybody isn't 
as good as they think they are with, you know, picking talent. And then, but once you got that talent together, you know, then you got that. That's where coaching comes in. You know, can you coach great football players? And everybody can't do that. And so maybe now Chucky's being challenged. You know, is he a great coach? You know, because you got you got you got very good football players. Those are pro football players, right? You know, like uh, like last night's football game. Last night's football game, you know, we, we, we get into almost the end of the game and somebody's, you pay $84 million to and his team ain't even scored a touchdown yet. So, Willie, I'm kind of going on a rant there and I'll probably take more time than I should have because we're a little bit behind. So we're going to have to take a break. Then we're going to come back and talk about an $84 million man can't even get a touchdown <laughs> in three and a half quarters. But you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, Living Like It Matters. Willie Gibson, of course, is with me from the OH. Uh, okay, Willie, uh, man, I just went on that little rant, man. Uh, but then I, I think I closed it out after I got off the kickers and everything, and I, and I got off uh, Gruden's um, ability to actually put a team together, build his own team, and win a Super Bowl. Because, you know, he took a victory lap, man, for beating, you know, the Steelers when the kicker fell down at the end of the game. But that's not – we didn't bring you here, to, you know, to beat the Steelers. We, we bought you here, to, you know, to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you got to guarantee $100 million. You know, he's going to have to do some of that. So, um, but again, you, you I, I, I see you leaning on the side that I'm leaning on, too. And you're not sure yet that John – do you think John Gruden will deliver a Super Bowl in, the, in that 10-year period? I don't know that he's going to stay the full 10 years. Well, you know, then that mean they got to eat some of the money because it's ten years, ten million dollars a year, hundred million dollars. So, you know, you get rid of Reggie McKenzie, and and what I don't like about that move is when you do that, it's like you're blaming, you know, this season. You already, you know, Reggie's a scapegoat. Like really, that you yeah. you gonna throw you gonna throw your GM under the bus. You you already accumulated all these draft picks supposedly, but you know because you traded away some people. Amari Cooper is making you look just stupid. And, uh, you know, and, and show us Mac is making you look stupid. And, of course, he's going to make. So all those that's going to fall on the GM. That was Reggie's decision. When we all know that was not Reggie's decision. Exactly. And so, exactly. 
So Gruden's going to be so. So now we got to look at what he's going to do this upcoming draft. Is this season coming up? Not this season that we're in. Will next season give us a better indication of what we can expect from Chucky, or should we grade him on this year? I'm grading him on this year. You, you know, I, I'm just grading him on this year. They should have never guaranteed the money. But for ten million dollars, hell yeah, I'm gonna grade you on this year. Well, here's the thing. All right, he has a built-in excuse. They're not going to grade him on next year because he has the excuse. Well, well, we we had to trade these guys, and we 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 we're we're rebuilding through the draft, and 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 so so he already is built has the built-in excuse of it's a process. Trust the process. I'm mean, you Philly guy. You're a Philly guy. Trust the process. We you know he he has these draft picks, and so now he's kind of bought himself in about two three years to say, hey, I got to get my guys in here, build my squad. Judge me when we get to Las Vegas. I think he's already. I think the roster has. You know, he just gutted that roster close to fifty percent, if not over already. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, trust the process. You know, but you're getting ten million dollars this year. So we're supposed to pay you ten million dollars to to get rid of everybody. Is that what? Does it cost you that much money to do that? So hey. you know, you got to justify this man's paycheck. He's got to justify his paycheck. You know, why should we pay you ten million dollars to do this, which you've done this year? And then when you win a Super Bowl, if you're going to win it in five years, we're still paying you the same amount of money for the Super Bowl. Well, maybe you got a little bit, a couple of extra incentives in there if you win the Super Bowl. So maybe you get a little bit more. But, you know, for eight and eight, we're going to pay you the same thing as what you've given us today. I, you know, it's just, again, I just don't understand, you know, the thought process. And, you know, what has he done? You know, it ain't like it was Bill Belichick, man. This ain't somebody who's won multiple Super Bowls. You know, you paid $10 million for somebody who inherited somebody else's team and showed up, you know, and coached them and, you know, and, you know, it's well, almost think, like, it's, it's like the, uh, who, who's the guy, you know, the guy that, uh, that coaches our Olympic team all the time, they had the dream team and, and, and then LeBron and Kobe in here. Yeah. Mike Krzyzewski. Mike, like he's the greatest coach in the world. You know, these boys been coached up, you know, if you show up with that team, I think you could coach them and win, am I right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, so but when you got to build a team and you got to, you know, it, it's something totally different. And and to give this man ten million dollars, and 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 now let me talk about the eighty million dollar quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Eighty eighty four. Did you see, did you see eighty four million dollars last night? No, but here's the thing. I, I'll address that with Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't blame him. First of all, I don't begrudge anybody for getting paid. Nobody. He had the leverage. He's a 29-year-old quarterback on the free agent market that has suitors. He bet on himself. He took the franchise tag for two years in Washington, made $40 million, and then was 29 years old as an unrestricted free agent. And I say this all the time, right? I've never heard of a gun being pulled in contract negotiations. Either you give it to them or you don't. I'm all about the and, player. I'm, a, I'm about the player and, getting the money, but I'm also about players who don't get money when, they des- when they're deserving of money. We got Le'Veon Bell who can't get a contract, but at the same time, we got others who get a contract. And then when you get your money, when you get your money, you're supposed to ball. <laughs> you know, like, like, like Prime said, okay, if you ball, you get the call, okay? Mm-hmm. If you ball, you get the money, yeah. Okay, and so continue to ball. Don't get the money and then just stop. You know, and, and to me, the production and the success of what you had compared to what you got now wasn't it, it wasn't that much difference. What was it that they saw in Kirk Cousins that was that much different than what they already had that they had to pay eighty four million dollars for Kirk Cousins? That's that's all I'm saying. Well, and and, and it wasn't like it was a bidding war either. I mean, again, that, that, that's Rick Spielman. They, they, mm-hmm. What was it that Rick and they saw that was $84 million? Where does that put him at in, in the rankings of the quarterbacks? In the top three, two? Uh, the, the, the top one. That's fully guaranteed. He, he got a three-year, $84 million what, contract. What was, fully guaranteed. What was Aaron Rodgers? Aaron wasn't close to him? On average, no. On, on average, it's Kirk Cousins because wow. he got 84. He got the full contract guaranteed. 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 All of his money was guaranteed. Yeah, and uh, well, Aaron's money is all guaranteed too, isn't it? No. Somewhere close. You could, Kirk Cousins is right. Okay, right. Okay, so if you got Kirk Cousins right now, okay, and it, and it seems as if this is a down year, even with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, both of them, they're kind of a down year. 
But still, Kirk Cousins, $84 million, and, and, and they, he making more money than them guys? So I, you, I agree with you. He is just doing what he, he sent his agent in there. He negotiated the contract, got the best contract for him he possibly could. But I, I've always felt like this. A player needs to play up to or above their contract. Never play below your contract. Your performance should not be below your contract dollar. No. And so I, when I saw that last night, okay, so you saw that last night. It was the offensive line is was more the, the problem than it was Kurt? I think so. I mean, they've had injuries all year. I mean, uh, former Buckeye Pat offline as center has missed time. They've had some other injuries on there as well. So, I mean, he has the receivers. I mean, without question, Dalvin Cook, his back has missed quite a bit of time um, this year. So, I mean, they, they've had I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't sit here to make excuses for Kirk Cousins, but, I mean, he's had to deal with, with quite a bit of, uh, of uh, injury this year. Yeah, I, I'll give him that. The, the, the line has been banged up a little bit. You know, his receivers have been healthy. Um, but it just, it's just, I, I don't see $84 million. You know, I'm happy that he got his money. I want every player to get his money. But I also want you to make me feel good about when I watch you perform. And I just saw for what's on the line and what the expectations were going in. And, and for, to me also, it just didn't seem like, okay, the passion for the game was missing last night. I didn't see the passion that I like to see out of somebody, regardless of how much money you're getting paid, just as playing the game. You know, it was just like, it was like, it was flatlined last night in terms of enthusiasm coming from him. It was just flat. And it, it just made the game kind of, bo- it made the game boring too, you know. Uh, the Seahawks, at least they, they were doing a couple things to make it interesting. They were moving the ball, you know, they weren't scoring, you know, so, you know, Minnesota's defense was doing something, but it just, it was like a boring game until at the end a couple things started happening. But it was a very, very disappointing game for the productivity that we've been seeing in the National Football League, you know, to the point where now, you know, people are saying, okay, defense is back, which really, the only thing we're seeing in professional football right now, in my mind, is seven on seven. So the only thing that's happening here lately is that over this, over this year, you know, I think defenses are starting to study film more because they're seeing that consistently offenses are doing the same thing each week. They ain't like making major changes to the game plan. But nowadays, the most the more valuable player on the field now is, is, is really, in my mind, becoming the secondary because the quarterbacks are just throwing the ball all over the place. You know, that's why we got scores, ridiculous scores. And that's why this game, you know, which seemed like a football score was, you know, just so surprising to everybody last night. You know, it seemed to be a little, but the game was slow, you know, almost like a movie I went to see this weekend. You know, it was, it was slow, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I just, I just expect, I was expecting more, you know, and uh, and I just didn't get it. You know, I, I didn't get it. So I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to beat a dead horse on that one, man. So. But there were some other good games out there. Um, Willie, as a matter of fact, you went up to Cleveland. You got a chance to see uh, the boys bounce back. How, how, did, how, how did it feel in the atmosphere? Oh, it was great. I mean, the fan the, the fans are, are feeling it. I mean, 571 is funny. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I heard somebody speaking about uh, the Packers and, and the Browns both have the same record, 571. Who would have guessed that? And in Green Bay – the world is caving in at five seven and one. You know what's going on? They fire coaches at five seven and one, four seven and one. Actually, uh, Mike McCarthy got fired, and in Cleveland, they're throwing parades for five seven and one. Everybody's upbeat. Everybody's excited. Everybody's uh, optimistic. So um, <clears throat> it, it was a good. It was a good. A good turnout. Um, yeah. But I, the, the I, I stadium would, I would was say less that. than full. Like I said, it was cold. We talked about this off off air. It was cold. So the 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 fans did not populate the stadium but i mean the the city is electric right now at five seven and one if you can say that you know that's usually that, that's that. a little unusual because regardless of temperature uh browns fans show up and the fact that the stadium you know there were obvious empty seats in, in certain areas of the stadium mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. that that's 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 not normal that's not normal i mean it's been in the past few years a browns ticket has been something that's value and cherished so um 
Uh, that's pretty surprising me that, uh, the, that they didn't fill the stands. But let me just say this: the five, the four seven and one, the five seven and one with the Browns and the Packers, and and one fan base being enthused, and the other, you know, being you know lethargic and you know, like they're, you know, on life support, uh, is because again the expectations of of the programs and and what you, you've become accustomed to over the past few years. Those. The, the five, seven, and one, five games, that's more than we've won in the last two years combined. Three years combined, probably, if you go back. But I certainly two because we, we, well, we win one uh, or two games. Uh, Hugh probably won a total of three games. So yep. One uh, last year. Or zero last year, one the year before that. Yeah, right. So uh, that, that tells you something. Of course, that's a historic program up there. Both of them are historic programs, but... One for winning, you know, championship years ago, you know, and uh, one for um, having Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre recently and winning Super Bowls. Both of them winning Super Bowls. Okay, it looks like uh, we got to take a break. So we're going to take a break, Willie, and come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. We'll take a break and be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. And what matters to me, kickers. I started off early in the show. It's just I, I just don't understand them. I really do not understand them. They got the best job that you can get in the National Football League. And it's just challenging for them. I guess when, when the Raiders play, they still playing on, on the baseball field, Willie? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's. That's a, that could be a reason why I, I give kicker the benefit of the doubt, but it will be on football follies. Probably one of the greatest of all time football follies because Steelers and and of course the Raiders. You know that that's you know when that game happens, that, that's usually a big game, and so uh, to have it end like that, I guess the real ball players wouldn't be too happy. So uh, I'm part of the real ball players and <laughs> the kickers, man. Wow. Okay, so, uh, you know, we, we got a chance to talk about the $84 million man. Uh, well, he has, you know, well, somewhat of a difference of opinion of mine, but, you know, we did get a chance to uh, talk about him. But but I, I have to do this. Probably one of the greatest 
game-winning touchdowns ever mm. de- deserving to be discussed and for us to spend some time talking about it uh, because it hasn't been a lot to talk about the Miami Dolphins in a long time. But probably equally, you know, interesting to people is the team that that they were able to, you know, accomplish that 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 last game-winning play is against Tom Brady's New England Patriots or Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. This is probably because it's more coaching than than Tom. Although Tom made a mistake or two. I can't believe Tom made a mistake, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, putting 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 Gronk back there, you know, I I think uh, the thought was that if the field goal was going to make it, it was just barely going to be able to make it. So therefore, if Gronk had a chance to jump up, I'm not sure he got the highest vertical on that team. I'm not so sure. Uh, what's what's the wide receiver came from the Browns that's there? Gordon. I'm not so sure yep. Gordon shouldn't have been back there anyway. But certainly, you know, when it came to athletic ability, and you know, you hear this term thrown around all the time about how athletic one athlete is compared to another athlete. And <laughs> you know, you know, Gronk looks like that robot that he, you know, he always tried to emulate. That's what he actually looked like when he was trying to make a tackle at the end of the game. He actually looked like, okay, that's really my true mobility. That's 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 my mobility. That that's all I got. I, that's really how I move, you know. And he looked like that trying to attempt to make a tackle. But uh, great play. Would you agree, Willie? Oh yeah, well, question. I mean, you always see that, and it's like, all right, what's the likelihood of this? You know, you might see one lateral, maybe two. The guy get pushed out of bounds. The guy gets tackled, and it's over. But this guy, I mean, Kane Drake, he saw an opening, and uh, he he took it. And like he said, you know, they asked him post game um, when you saw Gronk back there. Did you have any question he would make the tackle? He said, "No, <laughs> no, just a, a flat no." Right, right. No, and it, you know, it's one of those things where you know, uh, I remember I was a kid in high school, Cam McKinley High School, and and I know this play because, and I will tell it forever, my 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 <laughs> entire life, you know. And that is that uh, we had what I call the perfect play. And this is this that's exactly what this was, the perfect play. Because I always tell people this when it comes to coaching. That's why I don't a lot of times I'm more disappointed in the players' performance than I am the coaches. Because when coaches draw plays up, they draw them with the understanding of everybody does their job and they execute it the way we have it drawn up here, the play will work. Mm-hmm. And this was the perfect play. Everybody did their job. You saw linemen running downfield, making blocks. You saw running backs come down in a position to receive the pitch, secure the pitch, run the ball upfield, make a man. You got to make a man miss. Make that last man miss. It's going to be you. One-on-one, your running back is open field. And uh, and sometimes it happens. And when it happens, and, and the thing about it, you know, with modern-day technology, you can see everybody doing their assignments. And it's just like, wow, that's a coach's dream. Just to wish that he could call that play at one time and everybody could do their job. And when they when the people do their job, that that's what happens. And obviously on the defense, you know, Gronk was put in there not to make the tackle, but to jump up and knock the field goal attempt down. And in this case, uh, you know, the I'm sorry, not not field goal. I'm sorry, hail mary, hail mary, the hail mary that you know he would he would jump up and knock the ball down and prevent the other receiver. I still think that Gordon probably has a higher vertical than Gronk. So I don't know why Gordon wouldn't be back there. But either way, could Gordon, you want to call a receiver to make that tackle in an open field? That That's, again, I'll go back to another one of my – so that's what I love about this show because I get a chance to share some of my experience. We played the New Orleans Saints, I think, my rookie year. And I was playing – now, again, I'm coming from Ohio State. My whole life I've played corner. I've never played safety. Well, they moved me to safety here, strong safety. And then I had, uh, you know, covering half the field – and just before halftime, last play of the game, last play for half, it's a, it's a draw play. Running back breaks through the line, comes through, me and him middle of the field. I'm like, man, I, ain't, I haven't been in the middle of the field making no tackles. How you do this, you know? And, right. and of course, I got it done. But it's one of those situations where it's, it's not easy. And so when a running back has somebody like Gronk, who's a 
he's not a defensive player. He's an offensive player. And then he's not the most. So I could understand him saying, man, it was not, it was, you know, he would have to, the fellows would not let him live that down if he let Gronk tackle him. So, you know, I, I certainly understand what he means. But uh, do, do you do you think, I mean, it's, it's, it's course now it's Monday morning quarterbacking, you know. Belichick next time, does he put a different person back there or does Gronk hold on to that position? Well, I think, well, here's the thing. I think Gronk, a healthy Gronk, is probably going to be back there. But the, the question that I have is, like, he's clearly not healthy. So I, I question Belichick putting him back there knowing that he's not healthy. Now, wait, he had caught so, a touchdown or two earlier in the game. What what part of not being healthy do yeah, would, would yeah, show right. up to he's you? Healthy. Right, he's healthy. and Yeah, he's playing this position, but he's been playing hurt. His back. He just came. He just he just came back. Oh hell! Well, you know, I told you about this, man. We gonna go with this. You know, from the time preseason starts, training camp start, you hurt. You're not no, in. I understand yeah. that. <laughs> so, I understand that. Right, so, right, right. I understand that. Right. The man's had five back surgeries. Right. He just came back. This is his third game back from a extended stretch on injured reserve. So you know that you have limited snaps with him. Yes, he can play his position. My my fault with Belichick is. Why are you playing him in an uncustomary role? You play him as a tight end. Yes, he's a tight end. Yeah, he can play his position hurt, but why are you putting him out there unnecessarily when you know that's not he's not capable of doing that in his current condition? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Belichick's thought is this. Just like you put him in at the tight end position that he's healthy enough to play the tight end position, you're putting him in because he's healthy enough to do what you require him to do. It's just that you were not thinking that you were out coached because you were thinking they were going to throw the Hail Mary. They didn't go for the Hail Mary. So really that that's where that, that chess match fell short on right there was Belichick. It, it was something you anticipated them to do, which is a Hail Mary. And they did something completely different. You know, they mm-hmm. went through a little short pass and boom, 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 you know? And, uh, but, but, you know, I tell you, it's like, it's like this, Willie, once they put you on the field, man, you know, if you're on the field, you, hurt or not, you still supposed to expect you to do what you're supposed to do. I don't think right. he has the ability to do that. I I, I just think uh, I think the, you know, I think Gordon got a higher vertical, man. I really do, you know. So if it were going to be that hell, Mary Gordon would should be the man. I I just you know, you know, you see some players out there who got the ability to do it. like in basketball. LeBron got the ability to do anything. You know, it's somebody out there. You know, probably uh, you know Saquon. We're gonna talk a little bit. You know, about later, you know, he got the ability to do just about anything, you know. Uh, Prime played on both sides of the ball, offense, defense, you know, boom, played them both. You know, um, so did, uh, you know, both played baseball and, you know, uh, football. So I, I just think, you know, that's Gronk is not the right dude. And it'll, it'll, what'll happen is they'll put somebody else back there. They'll find out, okay, that happened to us. So we saw what happens. Sometimes players will say, okay, coach, what do, what do I do in, in case this happens? What, what should I do? What, what do you want me to do? And so sometimes coaches find things out through examples and experiences in the games, and they'll find out, well, you know, there's a chance that they may not have thrown the hell mirror. They may try this, and Gronk ain't the best dude to have back there. So, you know, it was just one time, you know, Tom, Tom held on the ball too long, <laughs> you know. Don't happen all the time, but, but it did happen, you know, and it kind of made Tom look bad. Tom fessed up, said he should have. You know, he held on to the ball. You know, he made a bad play. It happens. It happens every now and then. You know that. You know, a couple of ones that are exceptional. You know, they look normal, and when they look normal, normal don't always look good. You know, not in football. So, but anyway, um, let's, let's move on, man. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs look good. Yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs look good. Uh, <coughs> You 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 ready to take Chiefs to represent the AFC or are you? Uh, Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely. Is Andy Reid still the coach? Yes, sir. Oh, then no. Now then what, no. Now Andy's made it to a big game before. And as a matter of fact, I think Andy may have been to three NFC Championship games and went to one Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he went to five NFC. He went to five NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl. That's why I can't. That's why I can't ride with him. You and not, not the oh, so so will he be in? You think he'll have a chance to be in that AFC Championship game? Uh, yeah, he have a chance. He have a chance because he's the number one seed. But I can't ride with him. I mean, 
I mean, no. Who do you it's like? Who, 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 who are you like better right now in the AFC than, than the Kansas City Chiefs? I like the Chargers, and I'm. I, I'll hit. So I'm, let me say this: I like the Chargers. Don't get it twisted, because the Chargers and the chart, the Chargers and the Chiefs play Thursday night in Kansas City. Okay. Don't let that be an indication, because more than likely, if the Chiefs win, I don't want to come back next Tuesday. Like, see, see the Chief, the Chiefs beat them. Uh, 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 is Andy Reid in the playoffs? I don't have any concerns with Andy Reid in the. Oh, so you season. said so? So, so Andy Reid is, is is your Peyton Manning in the playoffs then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. All right, so, five NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I'll tell you with that, but then we're gonna take a break because uh, I got you know I'm a I'm an Andy fan and uh, no. it's uh. Kind of hard to, to take that one, but I'll take that. I'll bounce back on the other side of the break. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll take a break and be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. Got my man Willie Gibson out of the OH on with me. And Willie is telling me that he is not an Andy Reid fan, but he is going to roll with the Chargers. And on my entire life, I've always felt like, you know, the San Diego Chargers, their uniforms look too pretty, man. They, you know, them boys can't never win nothing. You know, all the way back in the day, you know, I, I remember when Kellen Winslow played for the San Diego Chargers, uh, and the Chargers had the greatest show on turf before the greatest show on turf in terms of their just their receiving core. Eric Orr, yeah. Ch- Chuck Muncie, you know, they, they just they, they could never get it done. Never. They, outstanding defense, but couldn't, just could not get it done. Even more recently, fast forward, when they, uh, before the linebacker took his life with the Chiefs, when the Damian Tomlinson and, and Phillip Rivers and those, could not get it done. And you feel why today that the Chiefs can't get it done? I'm going to let you go ahead and explain that to us, Willie. The sher- it's a new sheriff in town. It's a new sheriff in town. Anthony Lynn, I like what he's doing with his squad. I mean, his defense is balling. I mean, you got two edge rushers, uh, Melvin Ingram and the Buckeye Joey Bosa. You got your linebacking core is strong. You got your safety with the all-world Ricky Derwin James roving, running, taking care of all, cleaning up anything that gets past the, the, the first and second level. Then you go back on offense. I mean, you still got Phillip Rivers. You got Kenan Allen, you got Melvin Gordon. I, I just like their team, and I like, like I said, I just like Anthony Lynn. He's been there two years. I just like what he's done with that squad, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them represent the AFC in Atlanta. You wouldn't be shocked, but would you bet your money? Would you bet your money on it? I don't bet anything. So no. <laughs> 
I got you. I got you. Okay. So, so uh, is it is it is it Kansas City or is it New England that that they beat in order to find their way mm. to the next level? Well, to right make, now to, to make it to make it out of the AFC Championship game to the big boy party. Do they go? right now? Right now, Kansas City is inside track to the number one seed since uh, New England lost on. On Sunday in Miami, just a side note, they're one in six in Miami. Their last seven games, yeah, it's Tom, something to that. Tom Brady can't beat them, right? It's something to that. But um, right now, yeah, I, I think they go through Kansas City, and they go through them. Yes, and, yes. and so that means we in in Atlanta, we will see representatives from San Diego in the AFC. Yep. No, 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 no. I'm talking the big boy game now. So you're saying... Yeah, San- the, yeah out of the AFC, it will be San Diego. Yeah. Wow. All right. The Los Angeles Chargers. No, it's not San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, you're exactly right. Wow. See, that's just how... We, we don't even know the name of the team, man. So how are they going to show up and show they out? They're going to make you know their name. Watch. They're going to make you know your name. know their name after this. Garrett, please believe it. So there's, there's no chance that we're going to have... Two LA teams in the Super Bowl, though you can you you're not ready to say that, right? The Rams, um, no, because they got to play Chicago again. We saw that Sunday night, so no. Well, I I also believe this. I believe that there is a time where there's a couple bad games that a team has in a year where they even when they win the the big the big one, and okay. and uh. Going back to my day, I remember there were times where, you know, particularly in the drive, the year of the drive, uh, in that 86 season, I remember that there was a couple games that we played that we lost that we should not have lost. And uh, But you want to lose the game that you lose at the time, at the right time. You don't want to lose it, you know, at the wrong time. You certainly don't want to lose in the playoff. You don't want to lose it when you need to win it to make it into the playoffs. You know, and you and you want to and you want to lose it when you got time to get the taste out of your mouth. Realize that that team is not good enough to beat us, should not have beat us, and then go on. And so, really, that 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 might be the game that the Rams needed to lose to knock them down off that high horse. And you know what, Ray? I, I believe you, and I understand that totally. But I, I I I leave with this. I stand on this, and all that I get. You lose at the right time, rebound, get refocused and run the table and get to the chip. I get it. I understand that. But they just lost in Chicago in December. So you're telling me the team from Los Angeles is going to come back to Chicago in January and win? They're not going to have to come back to Chicago. Uh, I don't know. Oh, don't no, know. no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, right now, the Rams... They got the best record. Who, who's, who's, is, their record's better than the Bears. They're tied with the Saints, and the Saints beat them head-to-head. Yeah, the Saints beat them head-to-head, so they may have to go to – could be they have to go to New Orleans, but I don't think they're going to – I think the Bears may end up going to play in New Orleans, depending upon how the brackets fall. But right. I, I don't think there's going to be – you know, unless – and again, the team that wins is going to host the uh, the winner of the wild card game. So uh, the Bears may end up – in that first round, that second round, they're not the wild card game because they probably will end up winning their division. But they could end up playing the winner of the wild card game at home and then end up playing the Rams. I just don't think they're going to have to play. The, I, I don't think the Rams are going to end up in the Windy City. Gotcha. That they're, and, and they're, listen, I don't care what anybody tells anybody. Just I don't care if you're a fan of the game. You know damn well as a fan, there's a difference when you're sitting in ice cold and when you're sitting in the heat, there's a difference. So for the players, it's the same thing. It makes a difference when you're playing in Chicago as opposed to when you're playing in L.A. Certainly. And the performance will have mentally, you thinking about it. You got to put on some extra stuff when you go out there in the cold. Now, you know, back in the day, we used to have the thing, socks and jocks, that's it. <clears throat> you know, ain't no putting on no no extra anything. You know, socks and jocks. Let's go. You know, no long sleeve shirt. You see the big fellas. They a lot of times, you know, they trying to show they tough. They ain't putting on no long sleeve shirts. You know, but the skill position players, we would put on long shirts and all that stuff. Nope, socks and jocks. So the fact of the matter is, you thinking about it just in getting ready, putting your stuff on in the locker room. <laughs> you know, 
you, you got on some extra stuff. You got on some, you know, uh, the, the tight pants that, you know, everybody wear now casually for working out now. Man, you know, back in the day we had them things, you know, we got them on under your, you know, extra their clothing and stay warm. But when you when you in L.A., you taking stuff off, you know, or you ain't you ain't thinking about you ain't putting it on. And but at the same time, a cold team going to a warm weather climate. Does that affect them? Well, it all depends. It depends upon if it's going to be too hot, you know, or if it's a, a cold weather team going to another cold weather city in the AFC like Denver, where you got the elevation is an issue, you know, which is which is something that teams really think about. You know, we spend time in New Mexico and we also spend time. Where else do we go besides New Mexico? I think we went to New Mexico both times. Yeah, we went to uh, New Mexico to try to get ready for the elevation to play in Denver. So, you know, those kind of things you think about, you know, psychologically, you know, your preparation, the distraction, because you normally don't think about them. But I, I just think that the Rams, uh, you know, go do some hosting in, in L.A. and people going to have to come through L.A. to, you know, to take it to go to the next level. But but I, I, I think... I, you know, another thing, too, I will say this about the Rams. That probably was the worst Rams game I've seen all season. Right. I mean, that, 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 that was obviously just a shell of who they really are. But, uh, but we'll give them a chance. But, but listen, one other thing i I got to bring this game up. The Giants, where the hell they been all year? All of a sudden, the, the team that I thought we were going to see showed up. Now, was, was that... Go ahead. Was, go was ahead. that so much that the Giants showed up, or was that that the Redskins didn't? Well, again, man, if you're the Redskins, you know, every, you know, everybody's questioning you all the time. You know, it seems like they're on defense all the time. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, who who are the Redskins? Really, who are you, man? We don't we don't know who you are. You got a cornerback that can talk more trash than anybody, you know. But who, but who are you? You got a coach that's making all kind of excuses. You got an owner that all of a sudden he's disappeared now. You don't see him anywhere anymore. Nowhere. <laughs> no He was he was the second coming of Jerry Jones for a while, but now you you you, you can't find him anywhere. But but we'll see, man. We'll see. And of course, uh, how about them Cowboys? How about us? We ain't going to get into that, man. It's time for the show to close. That's why I thought <laughs> I went into that. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Willie Gibson with me. And we'll see you next time, which will be the best time. you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.